This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Monday, May 18th. We're starting out the week right with this show, and uh, I am joined by my co host, Tony Sanfilippo. Ryan Wink, and we've got a special co-host, Tim Nidell of the Saturday Morning Rewind podcast and a frequent contributor to the show. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Great to be here. Had an awesome weekend. Happy to kick uh, the show off right on this Monday morning. Yeah, I'm doing good. Monday, fun day, as they say. In the biz, don't they? <laughs> they say it all the time, right? Yeah. Oh, it's Monday. I'm so excited. Let's do Monday, this. Monday, fun day. Monday, fun day. Hey. All right. <laughs> Going to ask you guys a question as I do each and every show. Uh, we all grew up collecting things, you know, whether, you know, for me, it was comic books and, and action figures. Uh, what about you guys? Pogs. Ooh, Slammers. I remember Pogs. Yep, I uh, I still I got a bunch of uh, holders. They're in plastic cases. I know one day they're gonna they're gonna be worth something. I just know it, and they're just in my mom's garage until then. <laughs> when we see that pog resurgence, yeah, the great pog was- resurgence of twenty twenty five. There you go. <laughs> you can actually go to Target. They have them. They uh, started bringing them back, so you could like so- go to the little section. Oh, go ahead. So do I at my mom's garage. You can come purchase them off of me. <laughs> okay. If you need some, I'll go down to my old stash at my dad's house, and I think I have a big blue tube full of them, too. <laughs> Perfect. What about you, uh, Tim? You know, I, I loved comics as a kid. I, uh, I'm trying to think. Later in my teenage years, I started to collect autographs from celebrities that was pretty huge when i was about 15 or 14 okay but really i think i think comics was my number one thing as a kid at least and maybe toys i love toys as a kid right yeah don't we all what about you tone uh for me it was uh baseball cards growing up i collected that was like the big collection thing and then teenage mutant ninja turtle action figures and he-man thundercats 
So toys are good. And then as an adult, yeah, well, you can kind of see behind me if if it's not blurry or anything. You can see all kinds of geeky memorabilia from concerts to sports to pop figures. Pop figures. Makes sense. Uh, now, these are a little bit past my time, but uh, were, were any of you guys into Pokemon? I was No, no. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was too old. <laughs> no, I, I did. I did go see the uh, first movie in the theater. It was not my choice because I, I was 19 when it came out, but I was dating a girl who had a younger brother. I think he may have been around maybe 10, maybe I'm thinking. Okay. And so we, the three of us went to go see the Pokemon movie. And I remember so there's like a short before the movie. And when the short was over, I started clapping and, and I walked up and I started walking away. And like every kid in the theater is like, sit down. That wasn't the movie. That wasn't the movie. <laughs> you were just hopeful it was the movie. Well, uh, apparently the uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers in Harrisburg agreed with the Pokemon slogan, gotta catch them all, when they seized more than 86,000 counterfeit Pokemon action figures on Wednesday. They say if authentic, the figurines uh, would have had a manufacturer's suggested retail price of nearly $604,000. While inspecting international parcels May 4th, CBP officers examined a shipment manifested as quote-unquote plastic furnishing articles that arrived from Hong Kong. The shipment contained 15 boxes that contained a combined 86,400 Pokemon toy action figures. Working with the trademark holder, CBP confirmed that the figurines were counterfeit. CBP import specialists appraised the shipment at $603,936. Officers seized the shipment for violating U.S. intellectual property rights. The parcel was destined for an address in Snyder County, Pennsylvania. The figurines are small and pose a potential choking hazard to your children, Additionally, counterfeit toys tend to be coated in, excess- in excessive levels of lead paint. So uh, it goes to show that not everything you buy on the Internet is authentic and that if you are a collector of things that uh, traditionally have some sort of value, uh, you know, you have to be careful where they come from and uh, you want to make sure that they are authentic and not counterfeit. I thought, I thought if it's on the Internet, it's true. Well, that that's the running rule, but every once in a while, there's something that that's not right on the internet. But but that's the rare exception. Yeah, you're yeah. blowing my mind this morning. I know no, that's yeah. I've I've been disappointed more than once <laughs> buying things off of the internet. I, I just join join the club. I think we all have. Um, my fiance uh, gets uh, dresses from China that uh, you know they say are a certain size, and they turn out to be like a, a child small, and uh, that doesn't tend to work out either. But uh, in any case, folks, we have a great show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's Monday show. Briefly, I hate Mondays. I hate them. Therefore, I decree from this day forward. There will be no more Mondays. It is Monday, so we've got Put It In Your Mouth Monday, where we ask you uh, about some stranger um, fast food fare and uh, whether or not you put it in your mouth. We're going to cover road rage-worthy acts, things that uh, just tick you off about people on the road. Our call-in topic today is movies that should never be remade. So get those fingers ready to dial in at 9.15. We've got Where Would You Like to Be Locked In? 
if you had to be really sequestered somewhere. And then uh, Ryan will end the show with This Day in History. But coming up next, folks, we have the entertainment news and celebrity birthdays with Tony. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, May 18th. Now, we have set up what we call the Phoenix Line. It is a a 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week voicemail line, so you don't have to worry about talking to a live person. You just leave your voicemail. Call it any time for any reason. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 on any topic just to check in, tell us how you're feeling, leave a message, keep it entertaining. We'll compile those up and play those in a future segment. Now, we are into the second segment of the show, and as we do every day, we've got Tony here with our entertainment news. Happy Monday, everybody. Hopefully, I'm not stuck in singularity if you're watching, but as long as you can hear me, no big deal. Yeah, we're having um, some weird connection issues, uh, you know, coming through okay, a little digital garbled, but, uh, you know, it's the way uh, it goes when you're dealing with technology. I was going to say, you need like a little Phoenix button, like when you hit your thing, like a, some stupid thing. <laughs> I don't know. Better than that, that that's for sure. Anywho's, let's kick into the Monday entertainment news. Uh, Got to start it off sad like I did the other day. Uh, comedian Fred Willard has passed away. He was the beloved uh, best show and modern family actor. He was 86. Um, obviously, he was well known for a lot of things, but uh, modern family. I remember him from Anchorman, and uh, I just watched him in uh, American Wedding, the third American yep. Pie movie. Oh, Harold! At least he got to have a really fun scene with the maid and the and the <laughs> dance like for uh, <laughs> Jim's uh, bachelor party. So. Uh, but sadly, he did pass away at 86, and it was not from coronavirus. It was not from that. So. <laughs> no, very sad, uh, great comedic actor. Um, was in pretty much all of the Christopher Guest movies. Uh, I don't think he was in Spinal Tap. But uh, in any case, um, you know, definitely sad to see him go. But he did die of natural causes, and, uh, you know, he will he'll be missed in, you know, everything we know about comedy. And, you know, it's always sad to see him go. Oh, absolutely. It, and I know that's the unfortunate part of life. Um, but going into happier news, well, maybe this won't be happy for DC fans, but uh, Wonder Woman 1984 will be late, will be delayed until December now. Ooh. Uh, so Warner Brothers could postpone, I guess it hasn't happened 100%, could postpone Wonder Woman 1984 until December if the studio decides to give its August 14th release date to the Christopher Nolan-directed Tenant, which is currently planned to hit theaters July 17th. Did you just uh, say Christopher next- Nolan-directed? Yeah, Christopher Nolan-directed Tenant. Oh, oh. The movie coming out. The new one. Yeah. yeah, so that, if it can't launch on July 17th, it's going to take Wonder Woman's date. Wonder Woman will become a Christmas movie. So, 
either way, as long as it comes, as long as theaters start opening up, this should be good. But uh, yeah, it's that's the slot. So with everything planned, it's due August 14th. But because Tenet cost a reported $200 million, it needs 3,500 domestic theaters to be open and 30,000 plus screens worldwide just to make its money. So it's not one that can pull a Scooby or a Trolls and just put it on the man. you got to have the theater uh, to help that out. So if that happens, Wonder Woman will be pushed back. So okay. we'll keep you, keep you posted on that movie news. In other news, like I'm having uh, my own problems because I had to jump off the Wi-Fi for the phone. So apparently things are slow now. So uh, Lord and Miller. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you mean Chris Lord and Phil Miller? Yeah. my. Uh, I'm so sorry. My uh, article was not loading is the problem. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller's Hollywood credits include the Oscar winning Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and the Jump Street movies and roughly half of Star Wars movie about young Han Solo. Rather than let the final frontier go unexplored, the filmmaking duo are, hate, are headed back to space for a new film starring Ryan Gosling. According to Variety, Lord and Miller have been brought on by MGM to direct and produce the film adaptation of a space thriller novel by the Martian author Andy Weir. Andy Weir's upcoming book is set uh, for publication in spring 2021 by Random House, it's being referred to as Project Hail Mary. Um, it's a fitting placeholder title for a story about an astronaut aboard a spaceship on a desperate mission to save the planet. So as uh, our listeners know, if you don't know, Lord Miller were fired from Solo, a Star Wars movie, in the middle of production due to creative differences. So now this is their option. This is their outlet to do a space movie. And if they kept most of their stuff intact for Solo, Solo was actually a really good movie. I liked it. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, enjoyed it too. Now, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they're great filmmakers. They're great writers, especially on the comedy uh, side of things. Uh, they did the Lego movie. They wrote Lego movie too, even though they didn't direct it. And uh, recently went back and watched 21 Jump Street. And ah, that movie holds up. It is so much fun. They did a really good job with 21 Jump Street. And surprisingly enough, the sequel was, was pretty entertaining as I enjoyed, well. Yeah, I enjoyed the sequel as well. I like at the end how they kept making fun of themselves. It was like 23 Jump Street, and they just kept going. Right. <laughs> but moving on to something far from Jump Street. Somebody, please get this man a gun. Give me a gun. John Wick is coming back. They'll be doing a TV series, The Continental. It'll explore origins of some of the franchise characters. So the Star's Liongate show is not just about assassins, but everything's included. While we previously had known that Star's and Liongate planned TV series The Continental would be set in early history of the John Wick franchise, one of the creatives behind it has revealed that the show will explore the origins of some of the movie's supporting characters um, in a chat with fandom. Um, director Chad Stalisky, Stalisky? I don't know. I put your names on the show, so just (laughs) deal with it. Um, He has filmed all three John Wick films, and he's expected to direct the series premiere episode, so that'll be good. Um, The Continental from the John Wick movie franchise, the TV series will utilize a different perspective on the whole world. It's coming at it from a different character view and what the world is. 
The director said, while the John Wick movies are told over the period of a few days in the life of the character, from his perspective, the Continental will have a very different timeline structure and a very different perspective of the character about how deep that world goes, not just about a theophanth and everything that's included. And a lot of the origin stories are set in some of the characters you've seen in John Wick. So if you're a fan of that, that's going to be pretty awesome. Now, is there any word if uh, Keanu Reeves is going to make an appearance as John Wick, or are we just going to see sort of the offshoot characters? Uh, Ian McShane, for instance, you know, he was the, um, I forget what they call him in the movie, but he was like the manager of the Continental. And uh, I know he already has a deal with stars for American God, so I would expect to see him at least in a pretty big role in that uh, TV series. Yeah, he. Uh, it doesn't say anything if he is or not. It just says more of the background characters. Okay. So then in my last of the entertainment news, I have uh, I have news on the Mandalorian. Go like figure. So, so Tim- Timothy Oliphant. I always say his name wrong. His name Actually, is you got it right. Yeah, you got it right. Uh, Yes, a million times, sir. The THR has reported that Timothy Timothy Oliphant has joined the cast of The Mandalorian and will be appearing in the second season of the Star Wars TV series on Disney+. Unfortunately, it's not known exactly who he will be playing or if it'll be a new character or someone we've seen before. Um, I think having him in will be pretty good. The rest just goes on a bunch of rants and things he's done. So you have um, Rosario Dawson coming in. And then you've got Katie Sackoff joining the show. So the Mandalorian's first second season's definitely got some superstar talent building. And some big name directors as well. Robert Rodriguez did an episode. Um I'm trying to think there was another big name that was announced as well. Yeah. Um you have to go back and listen to the other episodes. My brain's fried this morning for some reason. Um but uh we got time for one more before birthdays, so I'll yeah. make this a real fast story. Um, we'll call this the wacky week in the NFL as four players were bored and went out and did dumb things instead of OTAs. Former Denver Bronco and current Washington Redskins star, well, he's not a star, Cody Latimer was arrested for assault and illegal discharge of a firearm in an apartment here in Douglas County, Colorado. New York Giants cornerback DeAndre Baker, Seattle Seahawks cornerback Quentin Dunbar turned themselves in in Broward County Jail on Saturday to arrest warrants in miramar florida last week um they also were doing robbery firearms aggravated assault good job fellas and defensive lineman ed oliver was arrested saturday night in his hometown in houston driving intoxicated and lawfully and carrying a weapon he had beer between his legs swerving in between traffic driving recklessly and no surprise he failed the sobriety test NFL, baby. Good news all around. Yeah. (laughs) With a lot of these guys, if you don't keep them active and training, then they're bound to get themselves in trouble. Well, uh, we've reached the end of the segment, but before we head into the break, Tony's going to run us through the celebrity birthdays. Okay, birthdays today. Miss Tina Fey is 49. George Strait, my grandma's favorite country singer, is 67. Jack Johnson, musician, is 44. Mr. October Reggie Jackson is 73. And Superfly, Jimmy Snooker, brother, would have been 76. 
but he died actually right before he got tried for uh, a murder in 84 and he passed away like right before he got tried i guess that's Crazy. convenient well convenient i'm out of here brother super fly <laughs> all right folks no. <laughs> Stay tuned. When we get back, we've got uh, Road Rage-worthy acts, and uh, we'll see what uh, the co-hosts think as well. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. All right, folks, we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, May 18th. We are available all over social media. There's nowhere you can't find us. And uh, each show is broadcast live on YouTube Live and Facebook Live, so you can catch not only the audio, but the visual as well, which, you know, we're having a little freezing issues, but... You know, it's it's a Monday, so things are bound to go a little wonky. Now, if uh, guitars exactly. Now, uh, if you need to find me, Christian Phoenix, I'm at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony dot Sanfilippo. That's S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony dot Sanfilippo eighty one. Ryan's at facebook.com forward slash Ryan.wink or on Instagram at nameswink. And Tim, who is joining us as a filling guest host today, where can people find you on social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram. It's Tim underscore Nidell. It's N-Y-D-E-L-L. And I do a YouTube channel. So just type in my name, Tim Nidell, and you'll find me. Perfect. Couldn't be any easier than that now folks before the commercial break i said that we were coming back with uh road rage worthy acts uh i lied a little bit actually uh we are doing i know we are doing a regular monday segment which is put it in your mouth monday and uh i think i i consciously skipped over it i was telling the guys during the break that uh, i think i might have picked up a little bit of a stomach bug over the weekend and just not not feeling all that great and of course you know looking at some of these food concoctions not feeling so good there but uh ultimately the question isn't if i'm going to put these foods in my mouth it's for my co-hosts are they going to put it in their mouth with our segment as we call it every monday put it in your mouth monday get in my belly all right so first up is uh, i'm, I'm going to start a little easy and work into the weird from burger king in europe is the extra long chili cheeseburger Burger King locations in Germany, Austria, and the Netherlands offer this sub-sized sandwich consisting of three beef patties topped with chili sauce, jalapenos, and melted cheddar. An alternate version comes with barbecue sauce and onion rings, and unlike some of the other items on this list, the sandwich seems palatable, if fatty enough, uh, that one wonders why it isn't a staple in American Burger Kings as well. But it isn't uh, for me to decide. It's up for my co-hosts. Guys, would you put it in your mouth? Would, uh, I would not do like the whole sub sandwich version of it. Like, just give me a regular size patty, and that sounds good to me. But three you, sounds like a heart attack. You want to split it? Yeah, let's split it, Ryan. Are you going to try? Us three, it? Tim. Okay. Absolutely. Tim? I was, was going to say the same exact thing. I, I I love the sound of it, but I would not be able to finish it. So let's go. Let's, let's split. Split it three ways. We all put it in our mouth. Agreed. Oh. Agreed. 
Well, that makes things easy. Uh, that's not one I would touch. Um, you know, I, I like hints of jalapeno, but, uh, you know, whole jalapenos just don't agree with me. All right, moving on to a little bit on the uh, weird side. The Double Down Dog, available at KFC in the Philippines. KFC has also been forced to get creative with its fatty fried menu options in the Philippines, where the American-influenced chain Jollibee presents stiff competition. Filipino KFCs promoted the Double Down Dog, a cheese-filled hot dog in a fried chicken filet bun in 2015. The same year, they also introduced the Chizza, which is a chicken filet as pizza crust. But we're not talking about the Chizza. We're talking about the Double Down Dog, a cheese-filled hot dog in a fried chicken filet bun. Guys, would you put it in your mouth? How about new? Yeah. (laughs) that just sounds like a damn heart attack and especially from some you know from a chain that's you know they they specialize in chicken yeah no i'm out so for tony it's a no tim i i can't i can't eat fried food really so no that's that's a big no for me i'll be in the the bathroom for a good two hours I don't blame you. I mean, that sounds like a lot of fried and fatty and cheesy and greasy food all into one. But uh, what about you, Ryan? It may be right up your alley. Well, I feel like I am the adventurous eater here on the show. And I've got to be honest, most things that you say I would put in my mouth, and this included. I mean, it's got a cheese-filled hot dog. I love it. It's got, what, fried chicken? I love that. The bun is fried chicken. Yeah. Not my personal choice. I don't think I would go there and be like, that's what I want. But (laughs) would I try it? Would would I allow it to enter my mouth? The answer is yes. Get in my belly! Fair enough. All right. We're headed off to Australia now and McDonald's. So in Australia, McDonald's or Maccas in the local parlance gets fancy with its fry options. In addition to the truffle-infused variety, they also have loaded fries topped with guacamole and salsa, bacon and cheese sauce, or sweet chili and sour cream. They've also launched a line of gourmet creation burgers that come slathered with truffle mayo. But in this case, I'm asking about a truffle mayo and Parmesan-loaded fries from McDonald's. Guys, would you put it in your mouth? Hell yeah! Yummy! And if I may, real quick, because I know we do have some uh, Australian viewers, it's, and I live in Australia, it's Maccas. Maccas. Gotcha. Maccas. Okay. You going to Maccas. I like that. Hey, you're going to Maccas. Where are you going? <laughs> oh, that, was New- <laughs> that was New York. Hey, we're going to Maccas. <laughs> hey, where are you going? Where are you going? We're going we're to Maccas. Big Mac. My grandma khakis. We're going to Maccas. <laughs> what about you, Tone? Uh, Loaded truffle fries and uh, Parmesan um, on top oh, of McDonald's fries. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you add those uh, golden French. Uh, McDonald's has good franchise in general. If you do. add them French and truffle, yeah, totally. And I, Get I, I, in my belly! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm all over that. I think it sounds pretty good, actually. Yummy! Look at that. We got a three for fr- three on uh, two of our options so far. All right, let's go on to the next one. Pizza Hut in the Philippines. We're talking about a stuffed pan pizza and fried Kit Kat pops. For Filipino diners, Pizza Hut offers 
a souped-up pizza crust made from empanada-like pockets of barbecue chicken and cream cheese that wind up occupying half of the pie surface area. Locations also offer a specialty pizza topped with whole mozzarella sticks and for dessert, fried Kit Kat pops with creamy a creamy dipping sauce. But I'm not asking about the Kit Kat Pops. I'm talking about the stuffed pan pizza with the empanada-like pockets of barbecue chicken and cream cheese. Guys, would you put it in your mouth? Why'd you tease with the Kit Kat? Because that sounded delicious. (laughs) And that's why I didn't include it. I I definitely would try it, man. It sounds good, especially if I'm in the Book It Club. The Book It Club? I don't know. I don't know. It, it sounds all right. I might just test it out, see how it feels. The texture just sounds a little odd to me. I, I love pizza, though. I mean, I, I love pizza, but I don't know, guys. Tim's a I'm little apprehensive. I'm on the border. All right. All right. And Ryan? It's, it seems to me like the Philippines is try, trying to out America America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... Yeah, good good job, Philippines. I mean, we ought to be ashamed of ourselves that we didn't come up with that. There's a whole lot of things that, uh, you know, people outside of the U.S. think of, you know, quintessential United States that, you know, they, they have some of it right, but some of it is just completely wrong. But uh, so to confirm, we've got a uh, yes for Tony, a maybe for Tim, and uh, Ryan, where did you stand on it? Oh, that's another hell yeah. You'd be hard-pressed to find something I won't put in my mouth. Yummy. <laughs> you adventurous one, Ryan. Be careful saying that. Uh, I, I know I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I knew it. I know the risk I take on this show. But I put it out there. Today, Ryan was not on the show. Why? Because he's in the bathroom. Right. He's was, he was adventurous. A little too Florida. adventurous. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're headed back back to McDonald's, but in this case, uh, China, and uh, one of these things where uh, you know it's it's what they assume Americans eat. In 2012, McDonald's locations in China unveiled the mashed potato burger, topped with bacon and mashed potatoes. Advertising for the burger targeted the quote unquote manly man. And on Chinese breakfast menus, you may find a twisty pasta dish in a broth and veggies topped with your choice of boneless chicken or sausage and egg. But we're not talking about the pasta dish. We are talking about the manly man mashed potato burger, um, again, topped with uh, uh, bacon and mashed potatoes. Guys, would you put it in your mouth? Well, you know, uh, manly man is also called a stud. And what rhymes with stud? Spud. And what is the spud? A potato. And what is this made of? Mashed potato. There's my logic. I put it in my mouth. Get in my belly! A little bit of a roundabout way to get there, but uh, I can appreciate that. <laughs> I love I love the way he got there, but I, I, I love mashed potatoes. I love bacon. I love hamburgers. Let's do it. Yummy! All right, Tim, you are the deciding factor on this. Is it uh, something you put in your mouth or something you'd pass on? To me, it sounds just like a good old, like, southern dinner. You know what I mean? Mashed potatoes. You're just missing some gravy. That's was, all you're missing, a little bit of gravy. I was just going to say. Get in my belly! <laughs> I, I actually keep gravy in my purse at all times. 
it's a good place to keep it. You know, that way it's always lukewarm and ooh, my stomach's really not feeling good now. All right. <laughs> Folks, that does it for this version of Put It In Your Mouth Monday. When we come back, as I promised, Road Rage Worthy Axe. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And back to the show we are. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, May 18th. Uh, We are into the last segment of the first hour, but we've got a whole other hour to go, so... Make sure you guys stick with us. Now, if you missed a portion of today's show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, head over to americamatters.us, hit the uh, show's podcast link, and scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. You can find us there or anywhere that you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, iHeart, uh, TuneIn. Uh, I added a number over the weekend. I think we're up to maybe 20 at this point. So uh, realistically, there's nowhere you can't get us. And then the other thing is we are on the AUN TV network where we're on 15 TV stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. So uh, you can see our pretty faces in all of its high-def glory if you tune in every night on any one of those stations uh, from 10 to 12. So uh, we're a late-night show on TV, which is pretty cool. But You didn't, uh, you didn't tell me that, man. Yeah. I would have I taken a shower or do something. You would have put on some makeup and uh, made sure that uh, you were ready for prime time. Oh, well. Now, now I know. Now I know. <laughs> we are on the Internet, so, uh, you know, it's uh, Facebook Live, uh, YouTube Live. So if you are watching on a high-def screen there, um, you know, you'll, you'll see us in all of our glory as well. But uh, wanted to talk about a topic that, uh, at least here in Reno, we're starting to see as more businesses start going back, the amount of traffic is starting to pick up not quite to where it was before the lockdown but uh, definitely not the nice place it was during the lockdown where uh, there were very few people on the road for the most part people were decent drivers uh, whereas now we're getting back into the craziness and wanted to sort of pose the question to my co-host you know what are road rage worthy acts what are the things that people do on the road that just drive you nuts for me it is the fast lane babysitters. These are the people that you get behind in the fast lane who uh, they'll go exactly the speed limit. And for me, admittedly, I I tend to go about five over. So, you know, a safe amount over as long as, you know, traffic permits, but they go exactly the speed limit. And then when you try to go around them, they speed up so you can't get past them. And uh, they feel like they have this obligation to just sit on the road and maintain the speed limit and the police, which obviously they're not. And uh, I wonder where that sense of obligation comes from. Uh, it, it, it gets the blood boiling It you know, I've got steam coming out of my ears, but for me, that is the biggest road rage worthy act. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Man? Well, I didn't realize it, but you took mine. Oh no. <laughs> that one really gets me, you know? And, I'll drive up and down the five a lot too. So there's two lanes. And so there's usually trucks in one lane, but 
I just don't understand why people never got the memo that the left lane is the fast lane. Like, where did they, why, how did they miss that? And you'll pull up on them and you'll be right behind them. I mean, I get pretty close. I'm like, okay, sometimes <laughs> I'll even flash the lights yeah. and still nothing. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. And but it, if, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and it might be, you know, a, a, a city highway, or you could be out in the middle of nowhere where it's, you know, two lanes and people will still insist on being there. <laughs> and then, like you said, you'll get up behind them and, and sort of hey, like, hey, I'm here, you know, it's it's the right. it's the courteous thing to do to move over to uh, the right if you are the slower person on the road. But no, they don't get out of the way, and uh, it is just rage-inducing. <laughs> Let me just say that um, out of all this year, I have probably the least to worry about when it comes to traffic. I live in Montana, and <laughs> so really, probably the whole state, there's probably more people in Reno in the whole state of Montana, but we don't get a lot of traffic, but I do. My blood does boil every time I get in the car, though. Every time I get in the car, same as you guys, it's the person in the left lane going slow. And the thing that really triggers me is the guy that I pass a mile back. And now he's on my butt. You know, he passes me. And then we get to another small town where the speed limit goes down and I slow down. He passes me. And then I pass him, he passes me, I pass him back and forth, back and forth. That's why I just put my foot down and just like go about 100 just to get out of his, you know, way so I don't ever see him again. Now, but, now is Montana the state where um, it's essentially like the Autobahn? There's no like real posted speed limit or, or at least it, it was, used to be that way? It used to be that way. Most have speed limits now, um, but it's very high. I mean, I think it's like 80 for the, for the, high, for the interstate. And for highway, it's about 70. So, and there's not much traffic, but you didn't worry about animals. <laughs> so yeah. you have deer and bison and elk and, and moose to worry about. So <laughs> you be careful when going 80. Trying to, I, I've seen somebody, I saw somebody hit a bison one time going about 70. Oh and my that God. Gone. There, there was nothing left of the bison. It was a semi-truck. Thankfully, it was a semi-truck. And so I don't think he was hurt. Okay, but bison was just—it was gone. Yeah, if it was a passenger car, there'd be nothing left of that car. No, nothing no, left of no. the bison. Nothing left of the people in the car. Oh, for sure. I yeah, my road. Living, I used to live in Alaska too. Oh, okay. my road rage uh, is those dang moose. When a when a moose cuts me <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there's nothing you can do about that. You know, moose can't be reasoned with like uh, people can. Uh, at least most no, people. especially during rutting season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that rutting season! <laughs> <laughs> I thought of one more. I thought of one more. Here in Montana, this is really bad. So, like I said, there's not much traffic. We don't get that many traffic. But when there's a car that you can see at a stop sign in front of you, and you're going on the highway and going about sixty to seventy, and he pulls out in front of you, and there's nobody behind you for miles. <laughs> like, dude, why couldn't you just wait? Wait. <laughs> To pull out after me. <laughs> that's that's my other time. one. That's my other one too. Uh, and they have the slowest acceleration in the world. <laughs> they have a V a V two. They have a two banger. <laughs> T- Tony chimed in on on one of mine. Uh, he said his is slow drivers who are going under the speed limit, and uh, I am going to call out my fiance right now. She is the person who drives f- consistently five under the speed limit. And uh, doesn't matter. She goes at her own pace, and I mean, I'm—I'll be a passenger in the car 
putting my foot down to the imaginary uh, gas pedal to be like, hurry up. I do the same thing. I do, but she's compensating for you going five over. Right. You know? so. <laughs> um, the other one that, that just bugs the crap out of me. So before moving back to Reno, I did seven, I lived, you know, 17 years down in Southern California where, uh, it doesn't matter what time you get on the freeway. It's always a parking lot from where I lived to where I worked was 18 miles on the road took me two and a half hours to get to work every day took me three hours to get home every day so it gives you an idea of what you had to deal with but getting onto the freeway merging you know merging is supposed to be like a zipper you know it's one car in one car goes one car in one car goes and people have this need to hold on to their spot no matter what and uh Sometimes they'll almost force you off the road when trying to merge because that was their spot and they deserve it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I've lived a, a lot in Southern California. I've experienced that. I just I just push right back. <laughs> well, and ultimately, it is one of those things where nobody wants to get into an accident, so somebody's going to give way. Um, but it's a game of chicken that you normally don't want to play. Uh, the only saving grace is that nobody's going fast enough to cause any real damage anyway. And, and do you guys ever get the road rage and then you pull up just to see who it is and it's like Mr. Burns and you're like, uh, all, yeah. all right, I guess uh, I'm going to let this one slide. All the time, all the time. I've been trying to give them the side eyes so they don't see me looking at them. You know I mean? <laughs> well, and, you know, it's – I. I keep saying that at a certain age, and it's not ageism or whatever you want to call it, but people need to be retested for their driver's license at a certain age. It's just you know a fact of life that as we get older, our, our cognition slows down a little bit, our hand-eye coordination slows down a little bit, and there are some people who are of the older ages that uh, really don't deserve to be on the road for those reasons. Now, to be fair, there are people of all ages who don't deserve to be on the road, but um, I, that that <laughs> one in particular is uh, is something that I, I think that states need to start instituting. Yeah, and there's yeah. some people who are 90 who still are with it, and yeah, are fine. Yeah. You know? So it's it goes all over the map there. <laughs> yeah, my grand my grandpa stopped driving I think when he was like 70 something and there's a reason for that. He was god awful. So I, I agree. I agree. I remember being a kid and just being terrified when he drove. <laughs> or or you can just ride with Tony who uh, we lost to the singularity and be terrified all the time as well. Uh, but that's a whole another story. So we've got just a little bit of time left. Uh, the last thing I wanted to sort of leave things on are the rubberneckers. The people when there's even a fender bender who have to come to almost a complete stop to see what's going on. For me, unless there is a decapitated head on the road, there is no reason that you shouldn't just keep going with the flow. Yeah, it also goes the same way when somebody sees just a cop. They go under the speed limit just because there's a cop there. Right. Why are you doing that? Yeah, they don't care. Cops don't care. All right, folks. Well, we are one hour in. That does it for the first hour. Stay tuned. We've got our long break. And when we come back on the other side, we have our call-in topic that we want you guys, the listeners, to chime in on. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
FNR. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. And folks, welcome back to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. This is a Monday, May 18th. We're getting back into the groove of things on this Monday. I'm not feeling great. Uh, we've had a, a little bit of uh, frozen video issues, but uh, I mean, that's just the way live video goes and live radio for that matter. Uh, joining me is my co-host, Ryan Wink. Ryan, uh, any uh, new plants today? Yes, I do. I, I added, uh, I got some repeats here. So this this one here, um, what I'm going to call it. Let's see. I already have Palm Cruise, Bay Brute, Plants Ferdinand. Did I say Palm Cruise? I sure did. You did, did. yep. Uh, chlorophyll Pamela, Collins? Chlorophyll Collins and Pamela <laughs> Anderson. There we go. I love it. Uh, we've lost Tony to the singularity, but we do have a special filling guest host, Tim Nidell of the Saturday Morning Rewind podcast, a wonderful podcast interviewing uh, stars, uh, voiceover artists from the cartoons that uh, we grew up with and some of the live action as well. And uh, Tim has a very Really cool guest coming up on his next one, uh, James Woods, who was the voice of, of Hades in the Hercules Disney cartoon. Uh, Tim, tell us a little bit more about that interview coming up. Yeah, I'm excited. I've been going back and forth with his people for a few weeks now trying to get the interview because I had um, Susan Egan, who was also on it, and I had Tate Donovan on it uh, earlier this year. So I was like, you know, why not try for James Woods? And Because I, I hear he's passionate about that uh, project and that voice that he did, So and it worked out. He said, yeah, and it's going to be a, uh, a FaceTime interview. I've never done a FaceTime interview Ooh, very before. Very cool. I'm excited to do it. It's going to be this Thursday, and I'll release it probably in a couple weeks. My next interview coming out is probably going to be uh, Terry McGovern, who was the voice of Launchpad McQuack. Oh, um, very cool. DuckTales and Darkwing Duck. I did that interview a couple weeks ago, and it's awesome. So that's probably the next one I release. There you go. Nice. Yeah, to round out the uh, Hercules cast, you'll need uh, Danny DeVito and Bobcat Goldthwaite. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about that. I met Bobcat once. Um, I was at an event in Hollywood, and I was backstage in the VIP section. You know, I'm trying to flex my muscle right there. And uh, <laughs> he, he actually came up to me and took out, he pointed out his hands like, hey, I'm Bobcat Goldthwaite. I was like, yeah, I kind of know who you are, <laughs> but thank you for coming up and talking to me. That's cool. That's a cool story. And, you know, he, he sounds like uh, he might be a little bit easier to get than somebody like Danny DeVito. I, I was close. I was close. But then Robin Williams passed away, who was his best friend. Yeah. And then he, he stopped talking pretty much for a while. So I was close. Oof. Yeah, that's a tough one. All right. Well, we're hoping to bring things up a little bit <laughs> on this second hour. And uh, this is an interactive show. We want to hear from you guys, the listeners, the watchers. 
Give us a call on this topic at the end of this segment, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. You could be in Australia enjoying some uh, um, truffle fries with uh, loaded Parmesan from McDonald's right now at a Macca's. Was that Macca's. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right on, mate. You, you nailed it. <laughs> and so you could call us and let us know. Our subject today is movies that should never be remade. Now, uh, what got me thinking about this is a call-in topic from last week where we were talking about what what's old is new and you know, reboots and remakes and trends that are coming back from the 80s and 90s. And uh, a movie that I mentioned at the time that I know Tony agrees with that should never, ever, ever be remade is Back to the Future. I don't think they can do it justice. I think that that trilogy is pretty much as perfect a movie series as you can get. And uh, to reboot it, to rehash it, would be a travesty. Now, the other one for me personally would be Princess Bride. Now, Princess Bride is a lighthearted movie filled with, I mean, stars galore, Billy Crystal, um, Mandy Patinkin, Andre the Giant, um, God, you name it, and pretty much any big name of the 80s, Fred Savage, uh, Peter Falk, and, uh, you know, the comedy was perfect. You had Christopher Guest in there. Um, not much you could do with it these days that would really treat the original the right way um, and you and you can't improve upon it and that's why i don't think most movies should be remade honestly because you can't make it better and this was like a crappy crappy movie you yes. can't make it better yeah yeah and i think that should be sort of the stance is that you know remake a movie that few people have heard of or you know a few people might have uh, you know sort of close to their heart because it was good for the time but doesn't hold up that's when a movie should be remade but not a movie that is is just as timeless as those now tim you're a movie and and uh you know uh, cartoon and tv guide uh guide guy um any movie in particular or series that you feel should not be remade well I'll say it now. I'll, I don't think most movies need to be remade. I think we need to go back and watch the original. There's a reason why it was made. Um, but then again, I'm kind of a hypocrite because one of my favorite all-time movies is um, John Carpenter's The Thing from the 80s, but that was a remake. That was honestly a remake. And so I, it's hard to say when the movie should be made and when maybe sh- movies shouldn't be made. But like you said, the one franchise that they better not touch is Back to the Future. It's my favorite all-time movie is the first Back to the Future, and it's still perfect today. I mean, I've seen it over a couple hundred times on I'm not lying. And it is perfect. Whenever it's on TV, I have to sit and watch it. I can't get up and leave. Um, I don't have it on for background noise. I watch the whole entire thing every time. I don't blame and you. It's just perfect, man. So you, you and, don't think they should flux with it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Uh, any particular movie or movie series they feel should just be left alone? Well, I was thinking about this, and I want to pitch a couple. The first one I'm, I'm adamant about, I love all the, I love everything this guy is in, Jim Carrey. But I was thinking about uh, the Ace Ventura movies. And those, I mean, the original especially, you know, the second one's a bit campy and silly. I mean, they're both campy, mm-hmm. but those are two. I, I, I just don't think those should be remade. Ace Ventura, they're just 
leave them as they are. Great movies. Yeah, and those are a, a, a group of movies where it's the actor who made the movie what yeah. it is. If you put anybody else in it, it just wouldn't be quite right. And uh, I agree that they should be just left alone because nobody else is going to do that character justice the same way uh, Jim Carrey did. And I don't want to see an old Jim Carrey <laughs> doing Ace Ventura. You know, it was that moment in time. He was young. He was fresh on the scene. That was, it was, I mean, that was really his breakout as far as becoming a huge star on yeah. the scene. I mean, there was once bitten, there was a few other things, but Ace Ventura, he really uh, burst onto the scene. I couldn't agree more. Now, folks, we want to hear from you. Is there any movie or movie series that you feel should not be remade, rebooted, reimagined, whatever they're calling it these days? Call us right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. We want to hear from you. It's an easy subject. Don't be shy. Go ahead and call in now. Again, that number is 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. And we come back, we will hear from you. Don't go anywhere. This will be fun. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And as our announcer said, we do want to hear from you at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, May 18th. Our call-in topic right now is movies that should never, ever, ever be remade. Uh, we talked uh, Back to the Future. We were talking The Thing. Uh, we were talking Ace Ventura. But we want to hear from you guys. Uh, we do have one caller on the line so far. Uh, we are welcoming anybody who wants to call in on this subject. And, uh, you know, let us know what you think. But uh, let's go ahead and go to that caller now. Who do we have uh, calling in? This is Christian Ackerman. Hi, Christian. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. All right. I'm just calling. I, I totally agree. Back to the Future should not be made it, again. It seems to totally be a consensus. Agree. I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who's like, you know, it could really be redone well. Back to the Future. Um, no way. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, any other movies? I, even, I think uh, uh, Zemecca said over my dead body if it was remade <laughs> or made a sequel without him. Well, the, I, I swear he said that. The scary thing is Zemeckis is getting up there in age, so uh, you know, within the next 20 <laughs> years or so, um, unfortunately, the, uh, the studio brass may be uh, some of those folks who say, you know, it's time. But uh, I agree. It should be hands off. Uh, any other movie franchises that uh, come to mind for you, Christian? Well, um, it, it, I would say I know they've already kind of like rebooted um, a little bit with the actual star. But I, I say, I don't know, people might disagree with me on this, but they already kind of, I, I just say, kind of, please stop. And I know they've been talking about <laughs> doing this again, maybe even rebooting it, possibly with Chris Pratt, possibly, which I like Chris Pratt. He's awesome. I know where you're Chris going Pratt with Park it. Movies and all that. Yeah. He, um, I would say, stop doing the Indiana Jones. Keep those old Indiana Jones alone. 
Like, just leave the, the whole series alone. <laughs> just let it be. Those originals were awesome. Yeah. yeah that was my second pick. Yeah, I mean, they, they really jumped the shark with uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, Harrison Ford is just yeah. too old at this point to to realistically pull off the action that he needs to for the character. I don't think they jumped the shark. I think they jumped the uh, waterfall. <laughs> the the UFO? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, Christian, I'm I... Pre- deep. Oh, man. <laughs> appreciate you calling in. Hopefully you can contribute to uh, some of yeah. our future shows, but uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, no Thanks, problem. Christian. All right. So, uh, folks, we are talking movies that should never be remade. Uh, give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. We still have about six minutes left in the segment, so there's plenty of time for your call to get in. The other thing I was thinking about are horror movies, classic horror movies or classic horror movie series. And uh, we've talked in the past that my favorite series of all time is Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm talking Robert England. And, uh, you know, yeah, there were some real big missteps in that series. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> but it was wrapped up really well with Wes Craven's new Nightmare uh, back in the early 90s. Now, they did a remake of it with... Uh, uh, Earl Haley. Um, what is his name? Um, ah, it's going to bug me. Any case, you know, they tried redoing it and uh, it, it just didn't work. You know, the Robert England one had the right amount of almost sort of cheesy Robert England humor with just downright scary. And uh, they went full horror in this one. It, you know, it, it didn't play right. And uh, that is one for me that nobody else can play Freddy Krueger except for Robert England. And for me, my favorite horror franchise is Friday the 13th. And that uh, that remake that they came out, well, how long ago was that? Maybe eight years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't just, I kind of despised it. I can't say I despised <laughs> it. I don't know. They just changed too much of it. They made him too smart. They made him too human in a way. Yeah. And it, forming those tunnels underneath the camp which made sense how he would you know populate across the camp and all but it just wasn't the same i just i don't know did you guys know they're actually remaking memento christopher nolan's memento that's another one what no no yeah they are it's been in talks for a couple years now now he has nothing christopher nolan has nothing to do with it thank god but that is one of my all-time favorite movies honestly and the fact that Sure, it wasn't as popular as it should have been, mm. but re-release it. Have people see the original, which is epic. Well, and that's what really catapulted Christopher Nolan into the yeah. future movies that he did that everybody knows, Inception, the Dark Knight trilogy. He's got this Tenet movie coming out that uh, looks you know, really interesting. And uh, again, you, know, you have the, the right mix of director and cast that make that a one-of-a-kind movie that shouldn't yeah. be remade. And, and oh, I'm so upset they're remaking Clue. God. See, now Clue, which, uh, so I, I differ a little bit from this. I love the original Clue. I love the original. Love it. Love it. Love it. Go back once a year and watch it. But you have Ryan Reynolds, who's helming it. For a while, they had Jason Bateman, who was. He's not, he's not part of it anymore? He's not part of it anymore, which. He's the reason why I was excited about it. Yeah. L- worries me a little bit. But uh, these are true fans of the original. I can okay, I can see that, and I think that they will treat it with the respect it deserves. Um, but yeah, you know, that's just my two cents. You know, obviously- so guys, so guys, going back to horror for a second, how mm-hmm. do you guys feel about the reboots they've done of the Halloween movies? 
I hated the Rob, Rob Zombie ones. I hated them. Yeah, the Rob Zombie ones were were definitely tough to swallow. Um, yeah. The most recent one that brought Jamie Lee Curtis back, I didn't care for it. I, you know, her it, essentially it's a sequel of the original ones, but yeah. uh, um, I, I didn't like her character. She was like this weird shut in, and uh, you know they tried to make her you know now this Sarah Connor type character as opposed to you know what she was in the original group of movies where um you know she was the victim but you know had to do what she had to do to survive and that's how she made it through the movies uh oddly enough uh if anybody's watched halloween 3 it has nothing to do with michael myers it is a weird standalone movie uh i like it though i like that movie yeah it's worth checking out but it's weird that uh, the studio decided to venture away from um the whole mike myers I was on the fence about the newest one. I, I'm kind of still in the middle. I think I've only seen it still once. I did buy it on Black Friday. haven't watched it since. But there were things I really did like about it. There's things I really didn't, you know, did like about it. That's fair enough. So, what, what about you, Ryan? You brought it up. I I enjoyed it, you know. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm not super critical sometimes. I, yeah. I just kind of just enjoyed watching it. Got a little scared. <laughs> and, uh. And had trouble sleeping that night. I got to tell you, a horror remake that is coming out that I am excited about is Candyman, uh, produced Ooh. by Jordan Peele, who has really made a name Ooh. in the horror genre. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved the original Candyman, at least the first couple movies. By the third one, it got a little, uh, they tried a little too hard. But they are rebooting it, remaking it, and it is something that uh, I think I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to remake horror movies, but on the same line, it's it's kind of easy because those characters are already established. And I just, I'm afraid. Have you heard anything about the newest Friday the Thirteenth that they're supposed to be making? I mm. I haven't. Um, I think it's going to be a new reboot of the reboot. Exactly. And uh, isn't LeBron James in charge of it? I think I think he owns the franchise now, at least when it comes to the movies. Well, the thing is, they're bringing in people who have traditionally had nothing to do with horror movies. For instance, uh, exactly. Chris Rock is rebooting the Saw franchise. You know, you have hmm. you have um, oh, we were just talking about him on Friday, who uh, was a writer on the new Halloween movie, um, Danny McBride. You know, hmm. again, a name you wouldn't associate with horror, but you know, these people who are such big fans of it coming back in. So there may be something there. Now, the only thing is if you are rebooting or remaking Friday the 13th, you have to have the original killer as Jason's mom. Spoiler alert. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) To give Jason a reason to come back and be the killer from there. But, uh, well, folks, we have run out of time. You know, we we always invite you to call in on these call-in topics. We want to hear from you. 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. When we come back, we're going to cover a topic of where would you like to be locked in? So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. 
And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, May 18th. Now, if uh, you were just listening to our call-in discussion about uh, reboots and and, uh, remakes or just classic movies that should never be remade and you want to chime in, well, we've set up the Phoenix line, which is a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail message. You're not going to talk to any live person. You can leave a message. If you screw up, who cares? Uh, Give us a call. 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. You can leave a message on any topic whatsoever. You can rant and rave about uh, that call-in topic, any of our previous call-in topics, or you can just tell us how you're doing. Keep it entertaining, and uh, we'll compile all those together, put them out on a future segment. Now, I am here with the rest of my baseball hat crew. Uh, We've got uh, Ryan Wink and Tim Nidell as my co-hosts today. And uh, a subject that I got to thinking about is if things got worse out there in the world, you know, with the whole quarantine and people being sequestered, and you had to be locked into somewhere, at least overnight, what would be the ideal place to be locked into? And so for me, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what would be a lot of fun is being locked in overnight at a Dave & Buster's. You know, it's as long as you had access to play the games. Now, it it would suck if you didn't have a Dave and Buster's card or, or something along those lines. Um, but just it's your fantasy. You have a Dave and Buster's. Card. I do have a Dave and Buster's card. <laughs> yeah, just to have you know free reign to play any of the video games that you want. Obviously, they've got food there, so you could you know sneak behind and and make yourself something in the kitchen, and just have a a fun night of you know playing the games. And then hey, you know what? If you wanted that. $18 million, not dollar, but $18 million ticket prize that's uh, always out of reach. Guess what? You have access to it when you're there overnight. Uh, what about you guys? Any uh, place in particular that you would just love to be locked in, at least overnight? Well, I, as a man who loves to eat, and my favorite food being sushi... Uh, let me lay out this fantasy for you. Go so for there's it. a rest, there's a restaurant in LA. It's called Sugarfish. You you order the chef's choice. They always have the freshest fish. So I'm saying one night. So I'd like to be locked into Sugarfish, three of my best friends, um, with let's just say uh, every board game ever made. Okay. And all the sake and sushi you can eat with our own private chef. I'm gonna this. You know, this is what I would like to do for for a night. I would eat, I would drink, I would play games, I would be merry. It sounds nice to me. Well, and I think the key there would be having that private chef because if for those of you who have tried making sushi on your own, it is yeah. not an easy task. It falls apart, it looks terrible, and then uh, <laughs> God forbid you try making your own blowfish, and then uh, everybody's dead by the time they find you in the morning. <laughs> no, this is my fantasy, and in my fantasy, there is a private chef. Okay, all right, fair yep. enough. <laughs> what about you, Tim? Uh, my, this one's easy for me. I am a huge Disney freak, and I just want Disneyland all to myself. I really really don't care if the rides are operational. I just want the environment, you know, just walk around the streets empty, which never happens. Mm -hmm. And of course, access to food. My favorite restaurant there is the uh, Blue Bayou restaurant. So maybe a a chef in the Blue Bayou restaurant. And uh, I don't know, just the environment. I I love the history there. I love Walt Disney himself. And just be able to walk around where you can't walk around normally on a regular Disneyland day. Yeah. 
That would be my dream. I'd go into all of like the back cast areas that people don't yeah. know about, play basketball in the uh, little half court that's in the middle yeah. of the Matterhorn. Um, you know, the, the, and, the, the, the dream suite there that you're never able to go into unless you have cancer or something. <laughs> the, now, the, the Make-A-Wish <laughs> make suite. Have you guys heard, I don't know if this is true, that they, through the vents, they have these vents and they, they blow do. the smell of food. Yeah, they do that. It's it's awesome. They, they they make you starving as soon as you walk into the park. <laughs> oh man, the smell of churros. <laughs> oh, for, first place I'd go is I I'd pour myself a giant heaping bowl of Dole Whip. Oh, mm, so yeah. good. The it's, Tiki Room. There you go. And the other thing I do is go on a mission to find Walt Disney's head because I'm I'm sure it's in there somewhere. <laughs> this has come up. This has come up a few times. <laughs> I'd like to be locked in the lab where, with Walt Disney's head. Pick his brain. <laughs> Real quick, while we're on the subject of Disneyland, uh, have you ever noticed? I uh, just comparatively speaking, you know, when you walk into Disneyland, the care of detail to everything is so wonderful. Uh, I brought my kids down to Legoland one time and you can immediately appreciate what they do at Disneyland by going somewhere else and seeing, you know, like beams are exposed and wires and cables and things like that, that you never see when walking through Disneyland. No, you really don't. You don't see screws, you know, showing through the paint. You don't see chip paint anywhere. I mean, there's a reason why they close down almost every ride every year just to do some maintenance on it. Which is really the way it should be. I mean, when you're going yeah. into a place like that, you want it to be immersive. And, and Disneyland definitely does that. Universal Studios is starting to get there, but uh, yeah. still not to, quite to the same degree. But uh, we went on a little bit of a tangent, still talking about places we'd be, like to be locked into. Now, the other thing for me is, you know, Ryan said he's a food fan. I'm a sweets fan. I Cookies and cakes and things like that. I would love to be locked into a Cold Stone Creamery just for a night and try my hand at, you know, chopping up those candy bars and, and making my own, uh, you know, Cold Stone concoctions and, and trying them out and then emerging with a, just a massive stomach ache in the morning. Diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> Thanks, Wilfred Brimley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other places you guys can think of that uh, you'd like to be just, you know, just all on your own for one evening. Like Neverland a- Ranch without Michael Jackson in it. <laughs> that would actually be cool, wouldn't it? Right? Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I'd be a little scared what I find, but I think that'd be pretty cool. Walt Disney's head. <laughs> <laughs> now, would uh, Bubbles the monkey there and, and his cheetah be uh, be there as hopefully, well? Hopefully. Hopefully. I've always wanted to kick it with a chimp. It's a chimp, by the way. Bubbles. Not a monkey. Oh, oh. My bad. <laughs> they have opposable tails, monkeys do. <laughs> Chimps are in the great ape family. That is Just very true. little botany zoology. <laughs> yeah, chimps are one of those things where you hear, you know, either they're awesome and, and friendly and, and very human-like, or they rip off your face and uh, you need complete reconstructive uh, face surgery. C- capable of both, just like human beings. <laughs> <laughs> well, human beings with some bath salts. Oh, Florida, man, yeah. coming back into play. <laughs> Any other spots, uh, Tim, for you? I mean, you guys mentioned the food aspect of it. Um, you already mentioned the arcade. I love the arcade. But nowadays, arcades aren't the same, unless you have Dave & Buster's, like you said. We don't have any of that here in Montana. Um, 
I don't, I don't know. Like maybe like an old movie theater, you know, just even hooking up like the old NES to an old movie theater screen, just playing Super Mario Brothers or Excite Bike or something on the big old screen. That'd be pretty fun. That would be fun. Here's one I know Tim will definitely agree with, and something I thought often about as a kid: being locked inside of a Toys R Us. Obviously, there's only a handful that still exist these days, but it used to be the toy mecca. Yeah. And just I miss I miss Toys R Us, man. I miss that one. What street is that on Reno? Uh, It's over in the Smith Ridge Plaza. Yeah, good old memories of that old place. Even the even the jingle, the the feelings you used to get as a kid when the commercial would. I want to be a Toys R Us kid. (laughs) <laughs> when they went bankrupt, there was a, a YouTube artist who basically translated that song into a minor key on piano, and it is the saddest song in the world when you listen to it that way. Yep, I, I may have shed a tear or two. <laughs> but they're coming back. I mean, they're a little bit smaller, a little bit more specialized now, and um, you know, it's uh, we're, we obviously live in this Amazon world where you can order anything online. And so it's something that retail stores have had to do in order to adapt. And uh, I'm curious to see, you know, the, the first one that pops up around here, yeah. you know, what sort of things they're going to carry. I don't like order online. You never know what you're going to get. I, I ordered something from wish.com one time, one time, and it was nothing like I ordered. So I don't know. I don't like <laughs> unorders. Well, and I'm always scared, you know, because uh, when you're scrolling through Facebook, they have those sponsored posts where, like, you know, you can get a lightsaber for $19.99 that would normally cost you, like, 300 400 bucks, And, you know, you send them your money. One, are you going to get anything? And two, if you do get something, is it going to be terrible? Uh, Ryan, just a, a thought off my head. I remember uh, your sister Jenny said that she ordered a spa, uh, and a, you know, an inflatable spa on one of those and uh, never showed up. Yeah. Yeah, she just now she she just takes hot showers instead and cries. <laughs> no, it's true. I've ordered some things online too. They've arrived and I mean, like you said we were talking about the Pokémon, maybe it's got tons of lead paint in it. Right? Or it's a size from China that doesn't it doesn't fit. It's not a medium. You would think a medium would be medium everywhere, but a medium, I guess, in China is a child's extra small. So, you guys ever get these like really weird wish.com ads on Facebook, like really inappropriate ads? I get the worst ones, man. I get the worst. Well, they base it off what you say. <laughs> I don't think they do. I mean, maybe, maybe they do. I don't know. Facebook is what? always listening. In fact, they're listening to us right now, and they're showing us on the video. Well, guys, we have run out of time in this segment. When we come back, we're heading into the last segment of the show. Don't go anywhere. We've got Ryan with This Day in History. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back to the show. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, May 18th. This is always the saddest part of the show because it's the last segment of each day heading off into oblivion. It's a whole 24 hours before uh, we get to join up again and have some 
fun. But uh, if you did miss any portion of the show or you want to go back and catch uh, any of the previous shows, head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, and scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, or head over to anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, iTunes, iTunes is part of Apple, iHeartRadio, uh, TuneIn, you name it, we are there. While you're there, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, let us know what you think. We're having fun. Hopefully you guys are too. But uh, being that this is the last segment of the show, as we do each and every day, we are here with Ryan and This Day in History. All right, folks. Welcome to another segment of This Day in History. Still waiting on that sound bite, but I'm, I've been assured it's, it's coming soon. It's and on it's, its way. It's going to be amazing. On its way. So let's get right into it. Um, on this day in 1804, this is a short story. Napoleon Bonaparte becomes the <laughs> emperor of France. Hey! Out of the that? gates with the pun. Look at you, Woo! Ryan. I just saw that one just came to me. Um, yeah, Napoleon. I'm not exactly sure how long he was in power, but I know that it was a, what was a tenuous a tenuous reign. It was. I do know for a fact that he loves the um, the ice cream trough at uh, Farrell's Ice Cream, uh, as evidenced by Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, where I get all of my history. Yes. Excellent! Which they're apparently rebooting. They're not rebooting. They're actually making a uh, sequel to it, a third one. A sequel. Okay. Yeah, that's different than a reboot. Yep. For all of those people out there, not for me. I knew that. (laughs) Just reassuring our our listeners. Our listeners. All right, let's keep it moving. In 1852 on this day, Massachusetts, spell that, rules all school-age children must attend school. So, wow, the days of starting work at age five were apparently (laughs) over. (laughs) Or at least in any full-time sense. Right. They they wanted to get kids off of the uh, the farmland and and into the schools so that way they could be, um, you know, fed the the knowledge and uh, you know as a lot of people would say nowadays the indoctrination of the government. But uh, we're not a political show, so we'll move on from there. We can be if you want to, though. <laughs> it's calling right now. <laughs> no, don't call it, please. Don't. Massachusetts, less crooks and more books. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, moving right along. 1860, on this day, Abraham Lincoln is nominated for president. What was his name? What was his nickname? Uh, Honest Abe. Honest Abe, yep. And uh, I found out pff, randomly over the weekend that it was because of an 11-year-old girl that he grew a beard. Not in any weird sort of the sense, just you know, somebody who, uh, a girl who, uh, I don't know if it was a make-a-wish type thing or but uh, said he should grow a beard, and now he's the most famous beard in American history. Absolutely. And I actually have a, a friend. They did it some sort of historical, I think they were talking about past presidents. It hasn't been released yet, but he was Abe Lincoln, and it, maybe we'll get him on the show uh, once it's released and uh, do an interview with him. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I'm not sure how much I could talk about it. I may have already violated some sort of uh, I didn't drop a name nor did I say the network it's on nor did I I don't think I violated anything but basically you know who you are basically if we don't see Ryan on the show tomorrow we'll know why 
You violated the NDA, see? <laughs> All right. Um, on this day in 1929, uh, Al Capone is today in prison following his plea of guilty to the minor charge of carrying a concealed weapon. It is believed he pled guilty to these offenses to help him stay safe in prison. He is best known for his domination his domination of the Chicago beer runners and is believed to have been behind the St. Valentine's day massacre. Oof. Now I thought Al Capone was the one who was uh, imprisoned on tax evasion charges, something along those lines. I think yeah. that maybe was before this. And then he pled guilty to a minor charge because it says he, it was believed he pled guilty to these offenses to help him stay safe in prison. Oh, okay. So, so maybe it was, Maybe he was already there and they, uh, you know, sort of extended his sentence. But man, he was, he was slippery, huh? I mean, he had tax evasion and a concealed weapon. <laughs> That's the only thing they could nail him on. That guy was good. <laughs> I mean. In the, at, wor in the worst at, way possible. At being bad. There you go. All right, let's, uh, oh, this is another one that ties into Prohibition. In 1930, following pressure from the temperance movement, President Hoover has recommended strengthening the prohibition enforcement by moving enforcement to the Justice Department. The, this place, the day-to-day -day dry rules under attorney, oh, this place is the day-to-day -day dry rules under Attorney General Mitchell. It is also proposed to strengthen and unify border patrols. It's strange to look back that you know prohibition existed obviously you know in most states you know alcohol is readily available to those who are over the age of 21 um, some states have blue laws where you can't buy alcohol on uh, sundays but uh, i was thinking about it the other day and we're going to look back in 20 30 years uh, at the time that we're in now similar to the end of prohibition as it relates to cannabis it's just going to be weird to think that at some point People were thrown into prison for possessing, you know, small amounts of, of you know, cannabis, whereas in 20, 30 years, it's just going to be the norm. Yeah, it's like the, the beginning of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas when they're, they drive into Nevada. Right. What was it? Like a, a possession, a year, distribution, life, life in prison? Yep. For weed. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's yeah, Strange it, it makes no sense. No, it, but history is the uh, what's the what am I looking for here, Tim? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tim, I need you. I think I see some cannabis behind you somewhere, don't I? <laughs> not yet, not yet. We I add a plant a week, a plant a week. So okay, so maybe soon. It's like maybe they say soon. when you're talking about the past, it's all history. There we know. go. All I right. With that, we'll move straight along. This day in 1931, Japanese pilot Seiji Yoshihara crashes his plane in the Pacific Ocean while trying to be the first to cross, cross the ocean nonstop. He is picked up seven hours later by a passing ship. Um, I had something in my head and then all of a sudden lost it, but... Uh, you know, it's you don't hear about pilots who are you know trying to 
across an ocean or across the world unless they're American, um, in our case, you know. Charles Lindbergh, for example. Right, Amelia Earhart. Right. Yeah, but uh, imagine that. You crash in the ocean. I mean, you got to think you're dead at that point. Let's say you survive. You still It's 1931. Well, and like, what are the chances a passing ship? It says a passing ship. That is, I mean, that is total luck. And, you know, I, I don't know if you're going to die of starvation first or being eaten by sharks, but uh, that is not a place that I'd like to uh, find myself. Hell to the no. <laughs> All right. Another, uh, uh, I guess, plain story. Not plain, not, but yeah, actually it is kind of plain. But it has to do with flights. What? I, my, uh, my, my words aren't. Leave it to the end of the show. The words aren't coming out of my mouth. But on this day in 1934, TWA begins commercial service. Uh, that's Trans Western Airlines. Trans Trans World. Trans World. I don't know. Back then, that's when, uh, you know, t- people took pride in flying. You know, everybody got dressed up in their suit and tie and, um, you know, the, the flight attendants or stewardesses or whatever you called them at that time, you know, were super attentive and uh, everybody smoked. Could you imagine being trapped in that uh, that cabin just full of cigarette smoke? <laughs> It seems like everywhere back then was just full of cigarette smoke. I know. <laughs> I mean, even up until the 80s. I mean, I remember I mean, being a kid and, and everybody smoked everywhere. When I was in college in Florida, near Rio, Florida, um, my art class, you were able to smoke in class. And that was in 98. Well, that's Florida. Wow. For it is Florida. <laughs> so everything is everything's allowed in Florida. <laughs> All right, Ryan, we've got time for one more This Day in History story. All right, this is an explosive story. On this day in 1980, after rumbling for two months, Mount St. Helens in Washington erupts three times in 24 hours. Now, did anybody um, die from that eruption? It wasn't like a Mount Vesuvius where it covered you know an entire city, right? I'm not sure. All I have here is after rumbling for two months, Mount St. Helens in Washington erupts three times in 24 hours tim maybe maybe you could shed some light on this story i sure can you see um i yeah i don't know it's one magnitude uh earthquake cause it which is pretty scary didn't nevada get hit by 6.5 last week we did down in tonopah but uh, no volcanoes here luckily no, so no no, no. there's did, one near did, me yellowstone is a giant volcano Yep. yep. Just, uh, so did did the clown motel collapse by chance? It did not, but uh, we can do more research on that. Folks, we're headed into the end of the show. Thank you for sticking with us on this Monday. We're going to have another great sh- show for you tomorrow, being a Tuesday, May 19th. Don't go anywhere. We've got more great shows coming up, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>